Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Tech Talk is underway on a Saturday. Doug Swinhart in studio. Tech Talk Saturday is between 1 and 2 o'clock. If you're having problems with your computer, hardware, software, whatever, feel free to call the program. 651-989-9226. 989-9226, and you can send your text there as well. And we invite you to call sooner than later because there's no guarantee we're going to get to your call or text. But if you get in early, uh, you have a much better chance. 651-989-9226, that's call or text. Doug, good to see you. How you been? Oh, it's absolutely wonderful to be here. Nice weather we had again this week. How can you complain? Yeah, it's it's been great. I love this warm weather. Uh, not incredibly hot, but uh, warm during the day. Uh, comfortable at night, just great stuff. Uh, can we get six, eight months of this? I doubt it. I wish we could. Yeah. I think we're almost done with our two and a half weeks of summer. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking forward to fall. No, I, I'll tell you what. <laughs> Keep the good times going. I'll take every bit of this. Uh, you and I are on the same page there. We love the warmer weather. Uh, by the way, phone lines open, but Doug, you came in with your phone and are like, look at this. What, what, what's going on here? Now, I have heard that uh, 5G is is coming. Uh, this is new technology, uh, streaming, all that sort of stuff is going to be a lot easier. But I've heard that, uh, for instance, the iPhone I have, I have an 8, um, is not capable to accept those yeah, signals, you know, yeah. I've been trying to follow this, and you may or may not remember a couple of weeks ago, I was saying, you know, we're just not ready for prime time here. Well, I get in here today, and I'm going to put my phone on, on airplane mode, so not to disturb the show, and I look, and I'm getting 5G. Uh, I have AT&T, and here we are downtown. Everything that I'm reading says I'm supposed to be 200 feet from a tower, so I quick like a bunny, go to my brave web browser and go to testmy.net, run a speed test, I'm getting 65 megabits per second down and almost 6 megabits per second. That's unheard of on a cell phone. That It's just unheard of unless you're connected to a Wi-Fi. But this says right on my phone, 5G. So whatever AT&T's got going, I'm a happy guy. What What I have read so far about 5G, though, is when it completely rolls out, Wireless providers are going to need a lot more antennas because the signal doesn't travel as far and so on and so forth. But if you're able to get 5G, it's going to be a game changer when it comes to, for instance, what you do in your home. That there, There's going to be a lot of things available when it comes to video streaming, etc. Absolutely. Yep. Right now, CenturyLink, if you have a 40 megabit per second speed, and I think that's what you got at your house, that's a good, fast internet. Well, I'm sitting here with my iPhone looking at 65 megabits per second down. There's very little that you couldn't accomplish as far as watching Amazon movies, the whole nine yards. I, the, yeah, 
Game changer? Game changer it is. I'm not certain what AT&T is doing, but whatever it is, I say God bless them. Yeah, so we'll keep an eye on it, but uh, the rollout will take time because there's a lot of new equipment that needs to go online to make uh, 5G uh, available everywhere, and then, of course, ultimately the devices to be able to receive those signals. Uh, Let's go to the phones, get started there. Dick Bloomington, you're on the air. Hello. Oh, hi, guys. Uh, Question. Are uh, Cable and Dish and CenturyLink the only providers for home Wi-Fi, or are there alternatives, or do you just need a router, or what? Yeah, you know, it really depends on where you're at. Um, When you're talking Wi-Fi, generally speaking, that's within your house. That's connecting your wireless. Now, there is wireless Internet, even in the Twin Cities. Certain areas, I know for sure, that U.S. Internet rolled out a whole bunch across Minneapolis where they were had old telephone lines and maybe the cable company was behind. Um, but I got to say this, too. If you have the ability to get Comcast or CenturyLink, they will, without a doubt, I, in my opinion, be your best providers. They've just got the equipment. They've got the manpower. They've got the support. It's happening. And my preference is Comcast, So, but... Everybody I've worked with that has an adequate century link, it's a good fast speed as well. So, yeah, they're pretty much the market here in the Twin Cities. Yeah, and uh, when you get outside the Twin Cities area, there are other providers. There may be in your community. But uh, and, and generally, they all come out and set you up with the, with the router, et cetera, and, uh, you know, the, the, the wireless modem, and the, they'll tweak that. I know you and I have talked about uh, the Wi-Fi extenders, if yep. you will, that are kind of plug-and-play. There's a lot of new technology in that area as well uh, to make sure that you get a good signal all over the house and even out on the deck, et yeah. cetera. Well, now that I'm sitting here looking at 5G, it's like, well, if they get this done, every cell phone, I could actually make my cell phone a hotspot and yeah. feed people Internet. At, at 65 megabits per second, I'm cooking. I, I'm really cooking. I could probably feed 10, 15 people, and they would all have good, fast Internet. That, that's great. But great call. I appreciate that. Thank you very much. All right. Uh, Dwayne and Hutchinson, you're up next here on Tech Talk. How are you doing, Dwayne? All fine. Good. I was just wondering about the computer. You know, it's an older one, Windows 7. Okay, right in my wheelhouse. What's going on? Well, it's trying to connect to Windows Explorer, and it's just kind of in a loop. Can't do anything else. It's just a little box says uh, it's trying to solve the problem and not responding. Um, you may have to actually do a hard shutdown. Push your power button in gently and hold it in until everything goes off. If it is a laptop, I would recommend that you unplug your AC, flip it upside down if you can, and remove your battery, turn it back right side up, and hold your power button down for 15 seconds or so, plug it back in and fire it up and see what you got. If you have a desktop, you might want to pull the AC cord out and just push in the power button for about 15, 20 seconds, drain the CMOS, plug it back in and fire it up, and hopefully you'll be okay. Windows Explorer or Internet Explorer, hopefully you've got two other browsers installed because you're going to want to pop over to Firefox and or Chrome and do a quick test. I hope that helps, and thanks for the call, Dwayne. Yeah, and uh, it gets back to that old thing. If you're having problems or things are a little bit glitchy, 
shut it down, give it some time, and restart. It's 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 really hard to beat that first line of defense for any troubleshooting, really with any electronic device. Absolutely. Um, you know if you know you have a TV that's acting a little goofy or something's not right. Unplug it, unplug the cable box if you have that, or the satellite box, or any of that sort of stuff. Power it all down, wait a period of time, plug it all back in and start it up. It's it's amazing how much that helps, and, or could help. Yeah, and you know, in fact, um, Comcast Television, now with the X2, you go into your little DVR box under Troubleshoot, and it's the first thing it says, and it'll do it for you right there. Uh, th- this is really... And it really has a lot more to do with weather and static and barometric pressure. And we're learning more and more about this this type of thing all the time. But it's um, with the changes that we're having in our weather, we're going to see more and more of this. Just if you stop and consider the other day and probably today as well, we're going to go from 84, 85, possibly down to 60, 65 degrees tonight for sleeping weather. That's a pretty good size change in weather temperature and barometric pressure in 12 hours. And this sensitive equipment is susceptible to doing some strange things when they go through them kind of changes. Just unplugging it, drain the power, fire back up, you're probably going to be okay. It is 117 to the phone lines again. Kurt, Golden Valley. Kurt, you're on the air. Hello. Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. Hey, I took your advice about a year ago and uh, switched over to a Chromebook. And typically, I've been pretty happy with it. However, the one problem I continue to have is that the space bar sensitivity is, like, off. And it's every time I hit the space bar, it's like you got to really hit it. Is there a adjustment somewhere on a Chromebook to adjust keyboard sensitivity? No, that's hardware. I um, it's, it's possible that there's a – that's bizarre – um, depending yeah, the, upon the trackpad, I know, uh, my wife got a Chromebook not that long ago, a brand new HP. I've had one. I got it in my bag over there. I think you can adjust the trackpad yeah. and play around with that. But, but the, the space, keyboard, the keyboard space yeah. bar, and it's possible depending upon your model, it's possible, but just by changing the keyboard, that might take care of it. And they are not expensive. Um, give me a call later today or tomorrow. I'll be in afternoon tomorrow. Uh, sometime next week, and we'll check to see if that is capable of replacing the keyboard. Probably is, um, but that's not normal behavior. And I have to believe at this point that's hardware. Uh, and it could be something on a motherboard too, but generally it's it's probably just a keyboard. Possibly something happened to manufacturing, um, but we'll we'll check that out. I think the last keyboard I, I put in, seems to me I, I bought a brand new one. Can't remember the computer we put it in, but it was a laptop. I think I paid eleven dollars. So for eleven bucks, we're not going to let you be too frustrated for very long. And by the way, we'll have Doug's uh, phone number and email at the end of the program today. Uh, the phone number to call or text the program six five one nine eight nine nine two two six. We'll come back to the phone lines. We've got a ton of texts lined up already here on a Saturday at CCO one twenty two. Aaron is Saturday at CCO. Twins and Royals coming up. Game two of the three-game set at Target Field. Joe Nathan goes into the Twins Hall of Fame tonight. 
Should be a great ceremony before the ball game tonight. We'll be live at Target Field after 3 o'clock today. Doug Swinhart in studio. It is Tech Talk. Our phone number and text number, 651-989-9226. So we've got a ton of calls lined up. Let's continue there. Let's bring in Craig in Somerset. Craig, you're on the air. Hi, Doug. Hi, Craig. What's up? I'm I'm trying to figure out how to improve my um, home Wi-Fi network. And, um, you know, I've used um, uh, Wi-Fi extenders, and they help a little bit. How frequently or how often should somebody replace their router? I mean, like every three years or? You know, there's really no fast, hard rule for this. I always encourage people, if you're working with Comcast or, or CenturyLink, their equipment, really, what you pay for rent, I think it's 8 or 10 bucks a month, it's worth every penny. If you ever even have a question... They'll swap it out, and it doesn't cost you anything. Or if you get lightning or yep. some sort of thing or it goes down for whatever reason, they send you a new one. Well, and in fact, you know, where I live in Invergrove Heights, I got about three miles to get to the Egan um, Xfinity store. I take mine back, and, and it happened once already. Take mine back. They hand me another one. I drive home. I plug it in, and it reconfigures itself to everything that I had set, which surprised me. So it's pretty simple to do. I'm not so certain that that has to do more with your Wi-Fi or the amount of bandwidth that you're actually purchasing or able to get in your location. Uh, Give me a call next week. We'll get a little bit more technical, see if we can come up with some answers for you. And, Doug, there is other technology available that goes beyond the plug-and-play extenders. We've had good luck with that, but depending on the build of the home, what you're trying to do, there is other technology out there that's come along that can really help you out. Yep, indeed. If you have um, your wiring such to where it's on the same circuit, you can actually use your AC plugins and turn that into a local area network using cable. That could be a big help. There's also the mesh system. And the mesh Wi-Fi is considerably different because it communicates only with another device within the mesh. And Google has that. Xfinity's got it. CenturyLink's coming out with the whole thing. In fact, I, I'll be surprised if they don't have it out yet. Uh, but there's if, if you're really having difficulty... Just hold on. It's not going to be very long. This technology is changing in light years. But thank you so much for the call. Uh, Back to the phone lines we go. We promise we'll jump onto the text line as well here. The number for both, 651-989-9226. 651-989-9226. Mike, Minneapolis, you're on the air. Hello. Hi, this is uh, Mike here. Doug, I have a uh, first time calling you, but I've listened to you since you started. Um, just a, a quick comment and a question. Sure. Um, I recently um, dropped the satellite uh, and went back to Comcast uh, with their modem, uh, internet, and TV, uh, voice uh, command. I love it. It is, it's, it's almost to the point where the satellite is old technology. I, I love Comcast. Um, going wireless at home, Bluetooth, everything, really updating, and I just I, I can't get enough of it. I'm telling my friends this is what you're you know this is where it's at. Um, so here's my question: uh, smartphones, where are we at? Why not uh, with Bluetooth? Get a keyboard and a monitor, and just have everything go through your your smartphone. I mean, uh, you could almost get the, a signal up in the boundary waters and you would have the internet and everything right through the smartphone. Are, are we there yet? Oh, goodness, yes. And in fact, my S10 Plus works as a hotspot. 
and I can cast it to a television, and I can use Bluetooth to connect to, or infrared to connect to a mouse and or keyboard. Yeah, it's already there, already there. Yeah, if you're you willing to-, to invest and do a little research, it's all available. And like I say this morning, coming into the station here at WCCO and firing up my foot and looking down and seeing 5G, I well, about took my breath away. I, It's not going to be very long. And if you uh, even up in the Boundary Waters, one thing I know about these outlying areas, if you're in a popular area, Verizon's going to cover it, Sprint's going to cover it, AT&T is always going to have the major cities and the freeways because of their GSM technology, but it, it's got to be right around the corner. I'd be surprised if people aren't having 5G available by Christmas. If you're going to the Boundary Waters, I argue, leave the leave the computer at well, home. Well, there is a time for that as well. Yeah. I leave, have to leave, agree. Leave, leave it in the car. Yeah. Unless you're going to live up there for a couple months. Well, yeah, that's that's one thing. But if you're just going for a getaway, yep. get away, leave the electronics in the car at yeah. the very least. But, yeah, a re- really good point. It is amazing. Uh, for instance, later today, uh, we'll be over at Target Field, uh, down on the field uh, before the ball game. Uh, of course, Joan Nathan going into the Twins Hall of Fame today. Uh, former Twins executive Jerry Bell going into the Twins Hall of Fame tomorrow. I'll have my Chromebook. I'll use my phone as a hotspot and right go. there on the field. Yeah. 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 It's, so, yeah, it is amazing. It's it's all there. Yeah. Uh, let's go to David in St. Paul. David, you're on the air. Hello. Hey, thanks for taking my call. Sure. Kind of segueing into the same conversation about modems. I had my own modem with Comcast and Eris one for 10 years, upped our, um, internet speed and started getting drop connections ended up having comcast coming out and they found out one of the lead wires was too small we cut the basement ceiling open got the new wires in of course i bought a new modem and of course now everything keeps disconnecting and now i'm in this battle between comcast saying the signal is there and of course netgear saying uh, you know they don't want to replace the new modem i got so yeah this, this I this is this is this is the biggest reason and issues why I tell people just rent their equipment. With as much updating as Comcast Xfinity and CenturyLink needs to do, not only for security but for speed as well. It's just uh, it's just not worth getting caught within that. Now you could get their modem and still use that Netgear and set it up as a as a as an access point which would be an extender and an access point, still keep all the features of the Netgear, but you really may want to consider just biting the bullet and getting a, an Xfinity motor and wait till you play around with that technology. Their equipment is not slop equipment by any means. This is really nice stuff to work with. And you're going to love this too. If you happen to have the X2 system, you can actually program your router on your TV, sitting in your easy chair with your remote control, it's or voice commands. Yeah, that's um, it's and I have to believe as well. You probably stepped up to the plate when you bought that Netgear. These, if you're connecting to the cable modems as a modem router, they this equipment isn't exactly cheap either. So pretty easy to recoup your ten dollars a month just by renting it. And thank you so much for the call. I I wish I could be more help. Quick break. It is one thirty. We'll have the weather in a moment. More calls, more texts here on Tech Talk. 651-989-9226. 
That's the key number to call the program or text our program. And it's good not only here on Saturdays on Tech Talk, but for all our programs Monday, well, seven days a week here on CCO. 135 here at CCO. Steve Thompson, Doug Swinhart, it is Tech Talk. Jonathan Lowe is our producer in studio today. The phone number is 651-989-9226. 651-989-9226. Let's go to the uh, phone lines. We've had some folks waiting for a while. Let's bring in B and Fridley B. You're on the air. Hello. Hi. Hi. Hi, Do we have you? Yes, you do. What can we do for you? Um. My son built me a computer because mine was pretty old. Okay. And I had an external drive, and we I had my whole life on there. And we thought maybe we could just transfer it over on a TV. And when we tried to do that, it just clicks. It won't transfer. Can you help me? Uh, it's, it's possible. If the drive is operational, I would actually plug it into a Linux system. And um, guys that do... Data recovery, that's going to be their first line of defense. Uh, if you happen to have a bad drive, if it's mechanical, we might have trouble. But I'd be able to tell you that in a few minutes. Uh, you give me a call next week, and we'll set up a time when we can get together, and I'll take a quick peek at that for you, and we'll figure that out. But 98% of the time, we can get the data. I've actually had external hard drives where I've actually had to take the drive out of the external case and put it onto a different board because the boards get fried. But the mechanical drive was in good shape. So if there's a way, we'll find it. And I understand that that at this point, it's saved the data. And I agree with that. So, yeah, give me a call next week, and we'll we'll get you in and get that taken care of. Once again, we can't stress enough. Have multiple copies of your data, one in the clouds, whether you use a paid service like Mosey or Carbonite. There are a lot of other good ones where we're not – you know, recommending those, are, they're just examples, and they've been around a long time. There are a lot of good uh, automated services. You can pay them a few bucks a month. It's not a lot of money. Uh, you can throw it on one of those USB drives. I'm not a huge fan of those. No, but, not anymore. But, but, Doug, you want multiple you really do. copies if you can. You know, and, I, and I've actually had people say, you know, you talk on the program about having three copies of your data, maybe even four. Why do I need so many? Well, I sell them. Listen, first of all, it's affordable. It's just going to take a little bit of your time. Second, I look at it kind of like car insurance. It's certainly better to have it and not need it than to need it and not have it. And if you got multiples, got one up in the clouds, you have an external hard drive, possibly copied to DVDs, and now you know for certain somewhere, one of those places, even if two out of the three get damaged, you still got a full copy, especially pictures. That's something oh, that there's yeah. no way you can go back in time and recreate. Just can't be done. So, yeah, I uh, there's no reason for this at, at this particular late date. And with Google Gmail account, with Google Drive, now they've separated into, into photos. Google's coming up with an automated backup system real soon. This should be an exciting change as long as they don't take up a bunch of resources on your computer. I don't like the automated backups that do this thing keystroke by keystroke because it takes too much resource. But most of the time, if you have something that is automated, comes on at midnight, runs until 1230, 1 o'clock, whatever it takes, leaves you a little notice on a desktop in the morning for that, that it's done, 
that that's tough to beat. Just tough to beat. One of my favorite tips, though, and I, I've been doing this for years. If it's really important, I write myself an email and attach it. I put the subject line is photo of trip to Arizona or photo of the desert museum. So it's easily searchable in my email and I attach that photo and boom, you got it. It's, it's there. And that, that's, that's another strategy. I don't use it 100% of the time, but for all of my stuff, but it's one of the strategies I use. I really want to hang on to this and I really want to be able to find it quickly. It's an absolutely exceptional, exceptional tip. I, I, I love that. And I've run into a lot of people in the past several decades that have it in their head that if they delete their email, it's going to run faster. It's going to be smoother. Well, that's not the case. And, in fact, with IMAP, web-based mail, which everybody should be set up on, it's up on your server. And, Steve, I don't know if I mentioned this, but my original Gmail account was within the first 1,000 Gmail accounts created. My swinart at gmail.com. I was 800 and some. I, I got invited to be part of the beta test. I have never deleted an email out of that. Never. That came with 25 gigabytes of storage. I still got 22-something left. I've got tens of thousands of emails over the years. Yeah. I can do a quick search. I'll find them. I can go all the way back 25. It's just great. Yeah, that is a great, great tip. All right, to the text line. Uh, we're going to buzz through some of these. Uh, Tech Talk, if you're not downloading content, is a VPN necessary when uh, when streaming something? I, I, I have to say I don't think so. And, in fact, in my particular opinion, I think CenturyLink and Comcast are doing a great job of watching our backs in regards to security. That's first. Second, if you have a PC, a Mac, a Linux computer, and of course Macs and Linux don't require any, but if you've got a Windows machine and you really want to spend the money, you're better off buying a commercial antivirus and malware package to watch that coming in. The VPNs had their, I, I think that for 99% of the people, I don't think that it's necessary, and I think it'll actually end up costing you in speed and dollars and time that just really isn't necessary. Just just make sure that everything is one thing that you would want to do. I saw people get VPN, Steve, and their Wi-Fi didn't have a password. Well, that kind of shoots the whole process down the down the road, right? So, but, yeah, I, I think it's overkill, just simply overkill. But thank you for the text. I appreciate that. It is 142. Tech Talk continues. Doug Swinhart in studio. Uh, let's get to some more on our text line here. Um, I have an iPhone 8. My sister told me that iPhone 8 is going to be obsolete in a few years. Um, that doesn't surprise me. Um, you know, I, I, I think these smartphones are, are made to, and, and I can't confirm that, but, you know, let's face it. I have an iPhone 8. You have an Android device, I believe. Yep. Yeah, I had, I had a Note 2 that I wanted to last for a decade, made six and a half years. I, I had that old 3, remember that? I yep. was carting that around for a long time. If you take care of them, they will last long. It just gets to the point where these things, if you think about it, 
are generally with people 365 days a year in a pocket, in a purse, in a car. They take a beating. They do. And over time, they wear out. That, that's the thing. Eventually, they wear out. Well, and, and something else I think that needs to be mentioned here. People have to stop and realize that every year, these things get smaller and more compact. Right now, my S10 Plus, I'm carrying somewhere in the neighborhood of 10,000 more computers than was on the original moon mission. The, the, there's enough technology in here, and just because they're portable, we cannot believe that they're built to military standards and they're rugged. They're, this is very delicate equipment. But the amount of technology that we're carrying around in, what, less than a pound? It's just amazing. It's unbelievable what you're But be gentle. Everything be gentle. I think today, if you're using this correctly, you might get three, four, five years if you're lucky. And that has to do with the operating system changing, the technology changing, the technology you're connecting to changing. So, yeah, it's um, I would love equipment to last for the rest of my life, but it's just not realistic. Evolution is just happening far too fast in technology today. Yeah, and it is one of those things that, you know, I, I've had this for a while. I, I feel like if I get my two years out of it, um, if I can get three out of a device like that. Three or I'm more, doing you're well. a winner. Three yeah. or more, you're a winner. Yeah, you're, you're, you're doing really, really well. I have to agree. Uh, we've got a couple of things on Windows 7. What's the story with Windows 7 going forward? Support ending in January, is that true? Um, should they go to Windows 10? What's going on with Windows 7? Well, you know, I, I hear all this gloom and doom trying to push everybody to 10 and to go out and buy a new computer. And I I always say, well, did they ever really support it? I, I don't know if they were or not. I I got some issues with Microsoft, and this is one of them. I don't think that you need to do anything other than shut off all your updates and make absolutely certain that you have a commercial antivirus. Make certain that your machine is good and clean sometime in the month of November. This is all going to happen in January, you know. We do, we got to get rid of all this old equipment. Got to get rid of 7. 7 is a very mature operating system, just like XP was when they decided to make that go away. And I just don't know for most people if it's necessary to go to that. And, in fact, if you do a little research on Windows 10 and the privacy aspects and and I think some of what Microsoft is doing is borderline malware. If you do a little research and you'll find out that with 7, you can actually stop all that nonsense and just have a computer that is almost invisible on the Internet. And, of course, if you're thinking about a different operating system, I would highly suggest that you check out Linux, L-I-N-U-X. If we pronounced it correctly... We would be calling it Linux, and it would be spelled L-E-E-N-O-O-K-S. But here in America, we just call it Linux. But there are many distributions. For beginners, I would say start with Linux Lite or Linux Mint. But there are hundreds of Linux distributions. I like to stick with the Linux distribution that was created here in the United States for obvious reasons. You're going to find that the open source community is tremendously helpful and might actually give you 
a whole new view of your computer, and it doesn't take long to make the adjustments. Great, great text, great text. All right, uh, follow-up on phones. Uh, if your phone needs a new battery uh, and and they don't have the battery, then what? Probably need a new phone. Well, yeah, it's going to be difficult for you not to find a battery if you happen to have a phone that has a user-replaceable battery. Some of the new ones, like mine, they're not supposed to be user-replaceable. And, in fact, to get into these new ones, it requires a heat gun or some type of warming press to release the glue from the screen so you can get into them. These are not easy to work on. Now, if you're looking for a battery and you can't find one, try eBay, try Amazon. I'll be hard-pressed if you can't find one. I generally like to have new ones. A lot of them will come with instructions on how to put them in if you've got to really get inside of them, and they're not all easy to do. But if you take your time and remember, gentle, gentle, gentle. Never over-tighten anything. Never force anything. If it's not going together like it's supposed to, look to see if you got something turned 90 degrees or 180 degrees, or, but slow down. Make sure you get, formulate a plan before you go forward. Should be able to find a battery for almost anything, I would think. I don't have any trouble finding them. Yeah. And uh, once again, there's a lot of shops around here that will work on things like phones. And when I uh, had a device once upon a time for my daughter and was tired of buying her phones, I took it to one of these places in the mall and they put a new screen in there. They did a really nice job. Absolutely. It, it was a lot cheaper than a phone. So, you know, I wouldn't give up on that phone yet. If you go into the store and say, oh, we can't get that, here's a new phone. And, in I, fact, that brings up another point. It, when you're on eBay or Amazon, especially eBay for this, there are actually people who are advertising the service and paying shipping both ways and doing this kind of work for a flat fee. So there's no question what you get. And, of course, on eBay, you've got their little reputation rating. The one really, really good thing about the Internet and eBay is this reputation. You know, we all know, if the people are doing a good job. If the guy has worked with 12,000 people and he's got a 99.3% success ratio, I think that guy is pretty good to work with or that company is good to work with. There's a lot of this going on. People who are doing volume work at lower prices because they they invested in the expensive equipment to get it done. Turnaround time, you may find even with shipping, you're getting it back faster. Yeah, and one of the themes on the show is don't give up on this old equipment. Oh, no, no, no. no. Fix, fix, fix. Yeah. yeah I, I'm. Uh, or Linux, as you pointed out, for older computers absolutely. can be a great way to save that old equipment, keep it out of the landfill, and... Get some good use out of it. Yeah, we need to be good citizens of the planet here and think about what we're, what's happening when we throw these away. We are creating mountains of garbage that will never go away. Now, with cell phones especially, it, it, with the obsolescence, if you will, or they're no longer able to operate properly, uh, I'm hoping that people come up with some type of, of technique to recycle. And that's about the only thing that we're missing in the technology world is what are we going to do with this equipment when it's no longer usable or fixable. But I think the right to repair is a huge issue today and needs to move forward. Quick break. We've got more with Doug. Tech Talk continues. The number is 651-989-9226. That's good for phone calls 
and texts here to the program on News Talk, A3O-WCCO. A few minutes left here on Tech Talk. Doug Swinhart in studio. We'll have Doug's uh, phone number and email uh, coming up in a moment. Um, we do have another text on uh, Windows 7, and it's a follow-up to what you said if, if you're running Windows 7. A lot of people had Windows 7 upgraded to Windows 10. Is there any going back from Windows 10 to Windows 7? Yeah. I, you got to do a fresh install, but yeah. Um, the way that they rolled out 10 is it had a, had a, a procedure built in to the earlier versions of 10, the free versions, where you could roll back. It kept everything exactly the way it was. And most of those were quite successful. But, yeah, if you're if you're willing to to strip your hard drive, or I would say just buy a solid-state drive today, the price there, are 25 bucks for a 240 um, If you're willing to create a new image and figure out what your license number was so you're legal, absolutely. Yeah, it's doable. I... I put them back to seven every week, every week. Yeah, that that is one of the things where people are kind of like, I really liked Windows Seven. Um, and uh, here's another follow up: we're, we're getting a lot of questions on the text line here at the end of the program about Windows Seven. Doug, go through if you have Windows Seven, you want to keep it. What do you need to do to keep that running well? For the foreseeable future, I think the first thing is is you're, you you really do want to shut off any and all communication with the update server at Microsoft, and you can do some searching on the net. If you want to get a hold of me, I can send you some links on how to open up your services.msc file, shut that all off, um, replace several of the Windows Microsoft programs with some open source software. So you're just not communicating with them whatsoever. Not, not at all. Uh, that, clean it up. Make sure you're running good with ADW Cleaner, uh, not to be confused with CCleaner. If you have an older version or you want to buy a new version of CCleaner from Avast, um, I highly recommend that program. But the big thing is, is shut off those updates, get that baby tuned up, and have an, a commercial antivirus Malware of some type. What What do you recommend? And I think that's a big follow-up here at the end of the program. I think Malware Bytes is still my choice. Okay. They they just do such good work and, and maybe 3 $4 a year more, uh, unless you're buying multiple units. They now got a deal where you buy for up to five machines. They don't even have to be in your house. So you can give a couple to the kids. And it's like getting right down to like 20 bucks a machine per unit. So it's um, it's definitely there. Um, SpyBot Search and Destroy. It's a free program, but if you purchase it, that comes with an antivirus. I think that you'll find that malware bytes will run better and stay more concurrent. Um, Avast is a great antivirus. There's a number of them. Do a little research. I'm looking for an antivirus, anti-malware that's low resource and just works. All right, about a minute to go before we say goodbye. By the way, we have all the news and weather at 2. And then the vet is in in our As the Expert Hour. Uh, Dr. Gene Gesky will join us. So if you have a question about your dog or cat, by all means, call next hour here on the program. Doug, your phone number and email. Hey, thank you. 651-552-9543. And, of course, WCCOTech.com. W-C-C-O-T-E-C-H dot com, 651-552-9543.
9543. And thank you so much, Steve. All right, Doug, see you in a week. Always Perfect. good to visit with you. A lot of great calls, a lot of great texts. If we didn't get to either, we apologize. We hope to hear from you soon. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.